I am so excited to announce that the doors to Panic to Peace will be opening on January 10th, 2023. This is my signature program where over the course of 10 weeks, I walk you through how to actually change your relationship with anxiety, how to get the thoughts, the symptoms, the panic, and the fears to stop popping up and making all of the decisions for you, and how to actually start living your life and experiencing more peace, more joy, more freedom, and adventure. So if you're interested, head to the link in my show notes, get on the wait list, and if you're on the wait list when I announce that the doors are open, you'll get a really special bonus. I hope to see you there. So you know, people will often say to me, Shannon, if it weren't for this symptom, like fill in the blank, or this fear, I'd be able to recover. And I get it. I hear this often and it's something that I used to say often and I honestly have to call BS on it and at one point in my recovery journey, I called BS on myself because I knew it wasn't the problem. Like, And I knew that I couldn't recover by continuing to try to go at the specific fears and symptoms. Like, I found the more that I tried to go at them, the more that I tried to get rid of them, it just heightened them and it made them more present and it made them stick around even longer and honestly they showed up. Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. All right. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about what anxiety recovery isn't about because I think so often what's covered is what it is about like what to do and what is helpful and what I want to cover here is a lot of misconceptions I think about what anxiety recovery is and having these misconceptions can really keep you stuck and I know myself (laughs) I believed and did some of these things if not all of them and I know how much believing and doing these things how much harder they made my journey and you know I'm all about making your journey less hard and essentially learning from my mistakes so let's dive in the first one is that recovery isn't about accepting anxiety as a part of you I think there's so much talk about acceptance and how it's absolutely necessary. And I agree, but I think you have to understand what this actually means. And I think there are many people that just don't understand what it means or it's not communicated in the most effective way. So I think a lot of people will say to me sometimes, or I do hear from a lot of people, they'll say, I've just accepted that anxiety is a part of me and I've accepted that it's just who I am. And it crushes me because this really isn't what acceptance is. Like, and if you accept that you're just an anxious person and that, you know, it's always been this way for you and so it's always going to be this way for you and you're just always going to be an anxious person, like how damaging that can be. Like I really am convinced when you label yourself as being an anxious person or, you know, a 
the person who's always just different or the person who's shy. Like it really defines your actions and how you move about the world. And it really makes you start to believe that you're this person that you're not and it really limits your abilities. So I want to start by talking about what acceptance is isn't because I, I think it'll help you understand what acceptance actually looks like. So acceptance isn't accepting that anxiety is a part of you. Like it's not a part of you. <laughs> like it is just something that you're struggling with, right? So it's okay to accept anxiety is something that I'm struggling with right now. Not that it's a part of you. Acceptance is also not accepting that you'll always struggle with anxiety for the rest of your life. Again, anxiety is something that you're struggling with right now, not for the rest of your life. And acceptance is not accepting that it's always going to show up and look the way that it currently looks for you. And I know that this one might be hard to believe, but you know, it is going to look different. Anxiety is an emotion. It's always going to be a part of your life. It's always going to pop up, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to pop up in the way that it currently is, right? With the symptoms and the panic and the fears. Your relationship with anxiety will look vastly different than it looks right now. So I really, really want you to practice. If you find yourself saying like, I'm just an anxious person, this is just who I am, I just accept that this is me, I really want you to push back against that because it's not true. And practicing acceptance in a healthy way, right? And acknowledging, sure, this is something that I'm struggling with right now. It doesn't define me. It doesn't define my path. I'm going to keep taking healthy action and my relationship with anxiety will look different. Okay, so the next one, and this is kind of a really big one, recovery isn't about tackling specific fears and specific symptoms. So in everything and anything that I teach, my courses, working with one-on-one clients, I don't really teach how to tackle specific fears and symptoms. And this is because typically the fears and the symptoms aren't the actual problem. Like some of the biggest problems are your response to the fears and to the symptoms. It's the stories that are going on and the stories that you're telling yourself and how you're responding to those. And a big reason is just because you're trying so hard to get rid of the sensations, the symptoms, and fears which is actually why they keep showing up. So, you know, people will often say to me, Shannon, if it weren't for this symptom, like fill in the blank, or this fear, I'd be able to recover. And I get it. I hear this often and it's something that I used to say often and I honestly have to call BS on it and at one point in my recovery journey, I called BS on myself because I knew it wasn't the problem. Like, and I knew that I couldn't recover by continuing to try to go at the specific fears and symptoms. Like I found the more that I tried to go at them, the more that I tried to get rid of them, it just heightened them and it made them more present and it made them stick around even longer. And honestly, they showed up in bigger and scarier ways. So much about the recovery journey is trying less to make things go away, like doing less, like trying to really just allow the symptoms, the sensations, like the fears to be there without trying to throw a bunch of things at them to make them go away. 
And most importantly, I will always say the recovery journey is really about working to change your overall relationship with anxiety and with yourself, which is what will help the symptoms and fears from showing up so much. Okay, the next is that recovery isn't about being able to stop a panic attack. I think we feel like we need to stop it, right? I need to stop this. This feels awful. This is terrible. And if you've been through it, you kind of already know you can't stop a panic attack. And by trying to, like you can do anything and everything you want and it really doesn't, you know, quote, work. So success doesn't look like experiencing a panic attack and being able to stop it within seconds or minutes. Of course, you want to, but success looks more like allowing the panic attack to happen without resisting and without trying to make it stop. That's really where, yeah, your brain is going to push back and be like, mm-mm, <laughs> do not allow this. This feels awful. What are you doing? And it's going to throw a bunch of what-ifs at you and want you planning and running and escaping and all the things, but you really have to slow down. Acknowledge you cannot stop a panic attack and it's the healthiest decision for you is allowing yourself to stay, to sit with it, allow the panic to just happen and you will come through it. Okay, the next is recovery isn't about learning how to control your thoughts. So I think that this is a big misconception and people have actually asked me like, Shannon, how did you learn to control your thoughts? And of course I can't help but laugh because you can't control your thoughts and yeah, I used to. Like I used to all the time. I remember sitting there, I would be full-blown anxiety panic and I'd be like, stop like you're fine everything's fine just relax calm down like you're not thinking this everything is okay and I would try so hard and I would battle with my thoughts and you cannot control them like you can't stop thoughts from coming in I say this so much but I'm gonna say it again and again you can only change how you respond to the thoughts right the thoughts will come in you can only you only have control of your response. So you actually have to learn how to stop giving them so much attention by trying to control them and stop them and change them. And you really just have to stop taking them so seriously. And I know that that's really hard. And I know it's really hard not to give them so much attention, but these are the things that really pay off. And just learning, like, it's okay. I can have these thoughts and... My brain can go to these crazy places and it's okay. I can sit with this and although it feels really uncomfortable and I hate it, <laughs> I I can do this. All right, the next is recovery isn't about facing things without feeling anxious or scared. So I think we sometimes get confused and we sort of set out with this expectation of I'm going to do these things, I'm going to you know, go about my day and success looks like me not feeling anxious or me not feeling scared or not feeling uncomfortable. And it's kind of like, what? Why? Like I... Obviously, when you're not anxious and not in the moment, like it seems so obvious, right? But like it, feeling anxious, feeling scared, feeling uncomfortable, that's okay. Like that's a huge part of the recovery journey. You're going to feel this stuff and like allowing yourself to feel this stuff is good because it means that you're probably taking the action that you need to take that is going to lead to the stuff that you want. 
And so really the recovery journey is about facing the stuff while feeling anxious, while feeling scared and uncomfortable and proving that you're capable, like showing your brain it's okay. Yeah, these feelings, these thoughts are here, but we're still going to live our lives. We're still going to do this thing. And sometimes you're going to have this thought of like, I still feel scared. Like I've been doing this and I've been doing this so many times or so often and I still feel scared. And I will say, cool. Like think of how many times, like how many months or even years or maybe even over a decade that you were doing these things and it was feeling very overwhelming and you were feeling very scared and very uncomfortable and it was producing a lot of anxiety and probably even panic. Like it's going to take some time for your brain to unlearn some of this stuff, right? And learn new ways of approaching things and healthier ways. And it's going to take some repetition and some practice. So if you're finding, I still feel scared, it's okay. That's okay. Okay, so the next one is recovery isn't about only doing exposures. You've probably heard me talk about this, but I talk about it because I think so much emphasis gets put on exposure work. And yes, it's a necessary tool, it's a really helpful tool, and it works, but there's so much more to the recovery journey than exposures. And I just wanna give you some perspective here that I think will be really helpful. So in my Panic to Peace program, there are seven modules and 25 lessons. And exposure work is only covered in two of the lessons in the entire program, and we don't even cover it until module five. And there's a really good reason that I do it this way, and it's really because you need a lot of insights and knowledge, and you need to make some shifts in your habits and the way that you're approaching things and how you're responding to the anxiety and the symptoms and your thoughts and your feelings and all that stuff before you're going to be really successful in doing exposure work. I think a lot of people do exposure work and they find it to be really hard and they say, you know, it's quote, not working. And I think it's really because you often don't have the tools that you need in order to successfully do the exposures. And too often times the way that you're trying to approach the exposures is just in this, you know, white knuckled, I have to force myself to do it because I've been told and I've been told, you know, that this is the only thing that's going to help me get there. And so often I see that, you know, people who come to me, they're already really stressed and they're already really overwhelmed and they're just trying to get better and they care so much. So they're trying to do everything and anything and they're just forcing themselves. And so their nervous systems are just incredibly overwhelmed. And sometimes you have to take a step back and you just need to know all this other stuff and start really equipping yourself and building this solid foundation before you can find that the exposure work isn't you know, overwhelming you even more and causing even more anxiety unnecessarily. And I have to say, in my Panic to Peace program, it's really cool because as a coach, I never really tell you what to do because I don't feel like that's my responsibility. I feel like a big part in my program and and any of the work that I do with people is I want you to be able to feel like you can do this stuff on your own and to feel like you can trust and believe in yourself. And so I always find, you know, students when we're going throughout the program, I'm not telling them to do things, but they are doing things on their own even before we get to the exposure work module and we start talking about this stuff and they're already finding that 
it's more successful, that it's easier, that they're going about it in a way that feels better and they're not feeling so overwhelmed and stressed and they're not white knuckling their way through things. So I want to add this disclaimer because I don't want anyone ever to get the idea that I'm not an advocate of exposure work. I am. I think it's great. I think it is really helpful and it definitely works, but it's not the only tool. And there are so many other things that will be so helpful to you along your journey and and those things will help to make the exposure work not so hard so I just really want people to know that and understand that because I really really believe the recovery journey doesn't have to be so hard we often make it much harder than it has to be okay so the next is recovery isn't about constantly aiming to feel at peace I think we like secretly have this goal of like If I can just feel at peace, that means I succeeded or that means I made it or whatever. And it's like so silly because obviously not one emotion is constant. Like you can't feel at peace all the time. Like me, myself, I don't feel at peace all the time, right? That doesn't mean I'm in this really anxious state, but I have varying emotions. Like we all have varying emotions and that's healthy. Like we have to have that fluctuation. And obviously you don't want to feel anxious all the time. I I know that I understand that. But the recovery journey is much more about allowing yourself to feel all of your emotions so that you can process them in healthy ways. Like sadness, happiness, joy, fear. Like really allowing yourself to feel all the emotions and when you're really present with your emotions, it'll make the the awesome ones, like the peacefulness and joyfulness and happy moments that much better. Okay, the last one is a really big one. Recovery isn't about fixing you. We are not in the recovery journey. We are not in this life to fix you. You do not need the fixing And this is something if I could, you know, hit rewind and if somebody could have told me this back when I was struggling, oh, how much it would have helped me. You do not need fixing. Your relationship with anxiety needs fixing, but you don't need fixing. And I really want you to hear that. You're not broken. There's nothing wrong with you. Sure, anxiety is like causing things to be quite a mess right now. And that's okay, but that's your struggle with anxiety, right? And that relationship needs fixing, but you don't need fixing. So trying to go at the recovery in the way of, I'm going to fix me, I'm going to make me better, I'm going to, you know, whatever it is, these things, I'm going to become my best self. I just really want you to practice just being you, like allowing yourself to be you, allowing yourself to live a little more and not trying to fix you and instead focusing on your relationship with anxiety and taking all those small steps consistently that can help you to build that healthy relationship. Okay, so I hope that you found all of this to be really helpful. If you have, I would love for you to share it on your Instagram stories. I would love for you to tag me in it. I would love for you to share this episode with somebody who you feel like could really benefit from hearing it. And if you haven't yet, I would love for you to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, my friend, keep taking healthy action. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.